0: Hey guys, welcome back to Tiffany Tune Up. I am your host, Tiffany Chanel, and this is a podcast in which, um, you know what, guys, I have been uh, semi and fake packing for the past couple weeks. I um, <laughs> need to get my shit together because I only actually have one more week or so um, to. F- finish my final packing as I am moving out of my apartment. And I'm going to miss it terribly. Why you ask? Well, several reasons, but mainly the view and the location. Location is so important. And I live by so many conveniences. And I'm one of those people that like loathe shopping. And I don't care what it's for. I don't like shopping for things that I need. I don't like shopping for things that I want. I just am not a shopper in general. And so things that um, are in close proximity make me happy. So for example, um, in the morning, uh, if I ever get up on time to go to work, which I rarely do, I'll be like literally pushing it every day. Um, But there's like a 7-Eleven across the street. Down the street, there's a speedway, but it's the opposite way of my job. But literally, I could walk to 7-Eleven if I get up on time, but I don't. So I have to drive over there and then gun it to work all the way. Um, There are several convenience stores. There's a literally a library, y'all, connected to my apartment, which I thought was so dope, which was really a selling point for me because books across the street, why the hell not? Um, And my view It allows me actually to partially see some of Canada. Um, That's one of the dope things about living in Detroit. You literally live down the street from Canada and can go whenever you would like, as long as your documentation is intact. I think um, some of us Detroit people take that for granted, and so we don't go a lot because we know we can go whenever we want. That being said, uh, this episode is probably going to be the last one for a while and by a while, I just mean like a week or two, y'all. So don't don't flip out on me. Don't leave me. I love you. <laughs> um, and use that opportunity to catch up on some of the older episodes if you're behind. Go ahead and catch up. Because when I come back um, from Carabana, which I'll be going to, um, speaking of uh, Canada and Toronto and things, uh, we'll be in the 6th and hopefully run into some celebrities there and um, going on a girls' trip. And uh, my anxiety, I'm not going to lie, is very high, y'all, about this trip. Um, it's a, several girls going, several women going. I generally try to stray away from trips like that, number one, because people like to cancel at the last minute. Uh, just so many reasons I could go on and on and on. And the particular set of girls I'm going with, they've been together before as a unit. And so I'm kind of the newbie on the scene. And so I'm just hoping that. Our personalities mesh well, and everybody knows how to conduct themselves. And we go have a good time, get some laughs in, maybe bond. Who knows? And that will be that. And uh, I've never been, so if you've ever been in Carabana, y'all, send me some tips. Tell us where to go hang out when we're not at the millions of parties. There are like three or four parties every day. I personally will not be going to all of them. I'm letting y'all know that now because I do want to, you know, take in some sights and. Uh, do more than just party while I'm there. Um I want to enjoy myself, I want to relax some, and I do want to party some. So if you've ever been a Caravana in Toronto, the Caravana Fest, um and you have pointers for me trips. Uh I'm sorry, tricks tips. <laughs> um for me, uh hit me up at Tiffany Tune up T I F F A N Y T U N E U P uh Tiffany Tune up at gmail.com, or hit me up on Instagram, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-T-U-N-E-U-P, Tiffany Tuna, uh, on Instagram as well. So, I really, really was literally going to give y'all a two-minute soliloquy about how I'll be back in two weeks, and yada, yada, and stay up and catch up on the old shows, but y'all, literally, this week, the news has been falling in my lap. I have not had to research not a thing. (laughs) Um, In the entertainment pop culture sector of the world, literally things have been coming to me in doses. And so I have much, much, much to cover with you all. And I'm ready to get into it. Um, Let's see. I don't really have a weekend rewind for y'all because like I said, I've just been procrastinating slash packing slash not packing. Um, luckily, you know, this time around, I'm just kind of almost starting over. And so I'm, a lot of things are going in the trash. A lot of things are not going to make it past this threshold. They are going in the trash. And so I'm grateful for that. And the rest of the stuff, I'm going to have movers, um, take care of that because I really try not, you know, if I have to call friends and family, I will. Uh, I try to save my favorites for big things. I guess moving is a big thing, but if we be a thousand percent, nobody likes moving. Not one soul. Nobody that I know in their right mind enjoys moving no matter what um, the situation may be. That being said, if I got to scrape up all my pennies to hire professional movers, that's exactly what I'm going to do because I need the manpower. I'm a single girl out here. I need the assistance. So there is that. Uh, So I don't have a rewind (laughs) for you guys. Um, Today is actually Wednesday when the podcast is going to drop, so I'm going to do a quick edit and drop it before midnight. Uh, I definitely tried to record yesterday, y'all. Let me tell y'all how that didn't go well. And I, again, almost wasn't going to re-record, but I said, you know what? My tuna deserve, because we need to chat about so many things, so many things, music, movies, and pop culture. But today is Wednesday, and I actually, I had a mixer. Uh, work-related mixer that I uh, had to attend. Well, I didn't have to attend. uh, That I got invited to attend. And um, it was informative. I'm glad I went. But when I tell y'all work had worked my nerve today, it just so happened that work was a lot today. And I almost didn't go to that mixer. But let me tell you how um, when you follow your first mind, you're blessed. And I went anyway. And, well, there was free food. And free in the words uh, of one Megan the Stallion, hen dog, hen dog, hen dog, hen dog. There was free Hennessy <laughs> and free food. And so I'm very glad that I went. And when I tell y'all, no sooner than I ate the last morsel off that plate, your girl was up out the door. Understand? I do. Um, also, sidebar, let me, let me tell y'all about the look. That I have with men. I, you know, <laughs> y'all think I'll be playing? I sincerely don't. I can't make this type of stuff up. All this type of stuff always happens to me. And I'm just like, why, universe? Why me, though? Why? So, wound up meeting a guy. I was like, okay, look at you being social, girl. Have my little lipstick on, little cute outfit on. You know what I'm saying? Because I left work, came home. You know, I was able to just, just real quick, you know. Got out there, went, met a guy from a different sector of my job, so I never have to see him. We don't even work in the same building. Never met him before until today. I'm like, oh, okay. So we get a conversation popping. Um, It was really good. We're sitting there talking, and lo and behold, number one, the first deal breaker. He was a Sagittarius. That's that. <laughs> I really shouldn't have to say much else, but number one. Number 28. He was a divorcee, which is not a deal breaker, except for we're about the same age, so he's 35, and he's a single dad, and he has four children, not one, not two, not three, but four of them things. Let me tell y'all where my team stepmama duties end. It's usually around two kids, not four, especially if you're a single dad, and when, when he said single dad, I didn't pry. So I don't know if the mother's still around and they're co-parenting. Because if they are, then technically, sir, you're not a single dad. You are just divorced and you're co-parenting with the mother of your children. And I just held my head down, like, you know what? <sighs> when will it ever be my time? When? When? When to the points. Furthermore, Sagittarius cannot stay away from me. I, I, they are attracted to me and I'm attracted to them, but I know that it's not right. It's not a right situation. So I will flee from it every time. If you are Sagittarius and you can get past talking to me, you must be super amazing because I've been down there, been down that road, rode that ride, Uh, wore that t-shirt bought the cup and I I just as much as I would fancy a Sagittarius in general uh they don't know how to act they're so much fun you can learn a lot from them in retrospect they are great in so many different ways but in the ways that they are not y'all can keep that shit to yourself keep that shit to yourself because I don't have the time uh, for sedges. So y'all, I know uh, PSA to all the Sagittarius. stop being attracted to Virgos if y'all not going to act right. Stop liking Virgos if y'all not going to act right because y'all already know what Virgos bring to the table. Y'all know what a Virgo brings to the table in regards to you being a Sage. The stability that we bring, the uh, calmness that we bring, the the feeling of um, loyalty, that faithfulness. Like, y'all want all that, but y'all don't want to do what it takes to keep it. Y'all do what it takes to get it, but y'all don't want to do what it takes to keep it. So, Sagittarius, if you're listening, stay away from the Virgos. We don't have time for the shits. We don't. Um, move on with your life. Try somebody else, because we don't have the time. If you're not going to act right, and 10 times out of 10, y'all not, so go away. So there's that. That's my luck with dating, y'all. I'm just I'm just keeping y'all informed because y'all think I'll be playing and I don't. This type of stuff happens to me all the time. It's either I never get approached or when I do, it's a bag full of bullshit. So there's that. Um, so let's get into this entertainment, y'all. It's so much on the table. I don't know where to start, but what I will do it start with movies. Gasp. Yes, I know. I never talk about movies on this podcast. You know why? Because I'm not generally a movie person. Like, you have to kind of get me to go. Like, you have to invite me to a movie. And you have to tell me, like, how good it is. I know. I, I think I talked to... I can count on my one hand how many times I've discussed movies on this podcast. I think one time was uh Black Panther, obviously, because Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, <laughs> and then um i think this is uh or us or yeah us um and so had to discuss that because that was the talk of the town and um i think that's it i don't i don't talk about movies a lot so that being said not only are there some decent movies out now but there are some movies coming out that i am really kind of excited to see i'm not going to hold y'all up i'm generally not a movie person again, but, uh, let's just go down the line of things that I see that are coming out and then what's out now and my opinions on some things. There's a movie coming out and y'all can help me to the I feel terrible because I tried to Google this. I tried to find a trailer. Like I'm very lost. Um, because I, I saw it a couple times on Facebook by default, and now I can't find it when I need to find it. Um, it, there's a movie And the actor, he's pretty known, well-known, so I really feel terrible. Um, He's an African-American guy. I know that helps none. But the movie premise is he's really close with his niece, and they have a tight relationship, and she gets murdered, or her and her family gets murdered, and he gets a chance to go back in time somehow, some way, to rescue her. Um, so like the events kind of roll back and he gets to a chance to catch whoever did it before it actually happened or like basically to turn the time or turn the hands of time or change the events to which hopefully it will save her life. And it looks so dope. Uh, and I feel terrible that I can't even find the trailer or who it is or whatever. So when I do or as it gets closer to the movie coming out, I'm sure commercials will air. More trailers will pop up. And then I'll know the name of the movie, and we can discuss further, but I'm definitely going to see that. Um, moving on, there is a movie coming out with Michael as lead and uh, co-lead uh, Jesse Williams, and the name of the movie is called Jacob's Ladder. Listen, now when I do go to the movies, y'all, I do have a specific type, I think, and most times the movie is either action like a Marvel or DC or whatever, um, Marvel, um, movie, or it is something that is usually a thriller. And I don't mind if it's a little scary. I don't typically go for movies that are supposed to be scary, but if it's scary in the process, like a thriller or suspense or something like that, then I'm all for it. Um, so this one, Jacob's Ladder, is about um, two brothers. Apparently, they were in the military together. And one of the brothers, played by Jesse Williams, passes away, except for several years or months later, he did not pass away. And he, they are reunited. Him and Michael Ely um, are reunited. Now, at this point, I think Michael Ely either is getting married or got married. I know he has a, a woman. Um, in the trailer, and the brother comes back, and the brother is not right. Like, you can tell something's going on, something happened to him, but they just don't know what it is, um, and he's trying to navigate what to do, because this man is flipping out, acting up, uh, bleeding at the nose, like, all types of shit going on, and it just looks really good, y'all. I'm definitely going to see that, and I hope it's good as well. There's another movie coming out called Harriet, and short for Harriet Tubman, and you know, I feel mixed emotions about Harriet because I personally understand why people or how people could be tired of the narrative of slavery movies, anything about slavery. Um, I totally understand people's feelings about it. However, unfortunately, slavery is a, a part of our history. It is part of American history. And so it's always going to be talked about whether in book, whether in song, whether on stage or whether in movies, um, because it is so deeply embedded in our culture, in our system, in our land. Uh, I wish that there would ever come a day where we didn't have to address. I think the day that racism no longer exists will be the day we stop fucking talking about slavery at least in the way that we talk about it and how much we have to talk about it I don't think we'll ever not talk about it because again it is a part of our history and to not know where you came from is to not know where you're headed so um, it will always be a conversation piece however I get why people are tired of the narrative but this uh, Harriet movie looks good y'all uh, Janelle Monae is in it um, There are a couple other people that are in it It looks really really good um, She looks very badass The main character lead I don't know her name I <laughs> um, actually don't remember seeing her in much Unless I'm tripping tripping But again I'm not a movie person So um, I'm going to see that as well And then there is a uh, 007 coming out And there is a black lead And it is a woman I am very proud of this woman who I do not know. (laughs) Um, And I would, I think I would go see it just for that, just to see how they put that spin on it. I'm not a 007 fan in the least bit, but I would support that. And I would definitely um, just go see it off of GP and hope that it's really, really, really good. Furthermore, speaking of uh, black people that I'm proud of, Mahershala, he will be, Portraying the new Blade, I saw Blade. It was many years ago, um, and so I actually probably need to refresh myself there. However, I'm looking forward to the new Blade with Mahershala, and how um, how he's going to pull it off, like what he's going to bring to the role. I think he's going to be badass, and me. I'm always here for a black ass like vampire black movie cuz let's let's all just go ahead and pay homage to vampire in Brooklyn one time. Like that movie no matter how cheesy, corny, whatever y'all thought about it, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Um and I would watch it all the time. It's definitely a part of the culture. And so um I would love to see that. Can't wait to see that too. And I'm sure I'm missing some other movies, but it looks like I have a lot to look forward to. Um movies that are currently out now. The only movie that I'll be discussing in detail right now is one said Lion King, the live action version. Lion King, Lion King, the makers of Lion King, dear Lion King staff, uh, directors, uh, storyboard artists, all the people who had anything to do with the Lion King. I have not seen Lion King yet. I actually have plans to go see it this weekend with my two homegirls. And here's where they already got me fucked up. Before I even go, several places they got me fucked up. But here's where I feel like the makers of the new action Lion King dropped the bar. My favorite, or one of my favorite childhood uh, actors and heartthrobs, <laughs> one of my childhood crushes, uh, Jason Weaver. Don't know who Jason Weaver is? Go ahead and Google him. He was a uh, young Michael Jackson in the Michael Jackson, uh, Jackson 5 American Story. The one that you had to rent from Blockbuster when it came out. And when I tell y'all, I made my daddy rent that thing every weekend and it was always out, which is funny when it first came out. And so we would have to like get on the waiting list. And when I tell y'all, I made him rent it every weekend until I got tired of watching it. So he played a young Michael Jackson um, in the Jackson Five movie. He also played in Drumline. He also played uh, several TV show roles. He played Marcus, the older brother and smart guy, uh, with Taj, Marie, T, and Tamara's brother, and he had a few cameos. He played on Sister, Sister. He was a guy named Darnell. Yes, I know all these details. Judge your mama. Um, and just overall, he had a solid career. And of course, he can sing. I think at one point he did try to have a, a music career. It didn't really pop pop for real, but he did have a decent uh, single called Love Ambition. Y'all will have to um Google that. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give y'all a piece of it because today's show is about to be lit. Since it's about to be like the last one um, prior to me taking a little small hiatus, uh, I'm just going to hit y'all with some things. And let me just say right now for the record, I do not own the rights to these songs. I do not own any of the rights and I am not responsible um, for any of this. Um, Production or content, the rights to all these songs are the sole rights of whom are the writers, the producers and the performers of these songs. And so I'm just going to put y'all on uh, to Jason Weaver's um, semi hit or semi uh, introduction to the music world. And the name of the song was Love Ambition. And um, here's a little bit of that song. you oh.
1: First impression, I made of you in June, since my mind has been thinking of ways to put you in submission and make you my new prey. I don't even know your name. So
0: how can we get together? Hey, don't even know if you got a man. Don't even know. Hey, boy, come on. You will like the way I do
1: you, baby. I take to love from Whenever you
0: get So whenever you get that love, ambition, baby. Call hey. me, So let me tell y'all why that song was problematic as hell. (laughs) First of all, young Jason Weaver was a smooth 14 years old, I think, when this song came out. Sir, if y'all listen to the lyrics, I'm going to be breaking down lyrics today too. In that song, clearly, in the very first verse that we just listened to, he said, Along, He said um, something about putting somebody in submission and making them his prey. Um, then the chorus said, you will like the way I do you. Uh, take my time and love you from front to back. Sir, you're a baby. You don't know shit about shit <laughs> at 14. And I just always thought it was funny how these record labels would take these young guys and a lot of times they would do it with the males not so much with the females because they didn't want that smoke but like with Usher they did it um definitely did it with Jason Weaver and other people I could probably name going down the list these young male artists and making them sing these sexual lyrics and I'm like he was 14 when this came out and that's probably why um the song did not blow up per se the way that it could or should have because the lyrics were too mature for him that's that but this song is about and for those of you who uh, know Jason Weaver or are a tiny stan like I am he is from Chicago and in Chicago they do what is called a Chicago Stepping um, there's also Ballrooming that's more of a Midwest thing and so that song is actually big in the stepper circuit <laughs> because it's a good song to step to Um, That being said, let's talk about how Lion King owes Jason Weaver his flowers. They dropped the ball, in my opinion, twice because we all know, or if you don't know, Jason Weaver is the singing voice of the original Simba in the original Lion King. And so we all know that Jonathan Taylor Thomas played the speaking voice and Jason Weaver played the singing voice. So here's where I have an issue with that. When Jason Weaver, for those of you who do not know, was casted or when he auditioned to play the singing voice for Simba, um, he at the time was recording or wrapping up the Michael Jackson story. So you have a young man here who can act, and he did a phenomenal job in that story um, and sing. I'm just wondering why they did not cast him. In the original Lion King, as the act, the talking voice, and the singing voice. If you have an actor who can sing, why the fuck not cast him as both? I really never understood that, right? And so, I, and I never questioned it until now. And I'm only questioning it now. Again, we're circling back the circle of life because I feel like y'all dropped the ball, Disney. Here's where y'all could have redeemed yourselves, Jason Weaver. It's now a grown ass man, but if you know his work or if you heard him or even if you go like follow him on social media on Instagram when he does live videos or he talks, he still has a fairly um light voice or I don't know what you want to call it like he still has a a fairly you know uh what's the word I'm looking for a commercial voice, whatever that may mean, but he has a voice that is good for crossover and and doing uh talking points and um he did great with simba's singing voice so I just don't understand why they didn't cast him as Simba in general, especially since he had just wrapped up a whole ass movie so you know the boy can act. Furthermore, now that he's a grown ass man, why didn't y'all have him be Simba now? If you didn't want him to be Simba then and you know you weren't gonna recast Jonathan Taylor Thomas You should have asked Jason Weaver to be Simba today since you're going to remake the shit. I feel like they missed the opportunity twice and he still could have did all the singing because the man can still sing. I just I would like to talk to somebody at Disney and be explained to why that Jason Weaver could not do both parts, the singing and the acting. I don't understand. I still don't understand. I feel like y'all dropped the ball, Disney. Somebody talk to me. Is there somebody who knows the behind the scenes? Any of my listeners know why or feel like they know why that they didn't cast this man not only not once but twice in the remake? I feel like this was their time to be like, you know what? Let's see what Jason is doing. I'm sure he would love to be adult Simba or Simba now, you know, because I know they have the the two little uh, kids or the young young actors playing a young Nala and a young Simba, but the adult Simba totally could have been played by Jason Weaver, and I don't understand why y'all played my mans. Y'all need to get that together. So for that reason alone, I already have an attitude. And of course, nobody wants to really hear Beehive, do not come for me, because I didn't send for you, um, but I don't want to hear Beyonce is Nala. Beyonce, literally everybody knows her singing voice, is her acting voice, is her talking voice. She does not have a dialect coach. She does what she wants to do. We all know this, so it would be more like watching an animated Lion version of Beyonce. <laughs> um, and I saw somebody post um, they should have casted Lupita, and I think that would have been stupendous. I think Lupita would have killed it as Nala. Um, and y'all let me know what y'all think about that, too, for the people who have seen Lion King. Um, yeah. Hit me up. Send me a message again, Tiffany Tunup at Gmail and uh, Tiffany Tunup on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about the Lion King before I go see it. So those are my movie things. Let's get into this music. So since we're on the Lion King, let's talk about the soundtrack that Beyonce produced um, called uh, Lion King: The Gift. <sighs> again, going to Carabana. I've been trying to hype myself up damn near every day, right? This soundtrack is very black. It is very African, and I love the mess out of it. It is so good from beginning to end. I think there's one song on the entire album that I don't like. Maybe two. I think it's the one about Scar, and it's not that it's a bad song, but it's just like, eh, I could skip that one. There is another one, the Spirit one, uh, the like the lead track on the album. Hey, listen, the reason why I don't like Spirit and again, Beehive, Don't Come For Me It's not that it's not a good song um, It's not any of that I actually have issues with really corny um, Message songs <laughs> Any song that's a message song I have a problem With it, I don't know why I just think they're really, really corny Even when they're really, really good I think they're corny as hell um, And so any like message songs That are blatantly like, this is a message Or like, this is the lead track I'm always like Steering away from those songs. So I think um, the soundtrack is really, really good. So I'm just going to give y'all, like, my top three. Because there are several songs on this album. Um, I'm not going to count them because they're not numbered. But I'll give y'all pieces of, like, my top three on this album. So the first one, and it's not in no particular order, the first one is called, um, I think it's pronounced Jara. It's spelled J-A-A-R-A-E. Um, and that is like really, I would say in order, that's like my favorite so far. So here's a piece of Jara, and it's by Burner Boy, and um, yeah, Call, please. <laughs>
1: Could you, could you, could you, you, go you, 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 go you, you, I you do I'll go forget you. So you get the concept, yeah. then get the that pass you. are your own, chara, chara. everybody keep on searching. Chara, chara. My chara, you. Chara, chara, nobody trusts you. Chara, you. you. know no you yeah. that nobody you. can trust you. Nobody, chara, you. get nobody you. Chara, trust you. Come on nobody
0: trust so that's number one. Love that song. As you can see, it's a whole total bop. Um, so that's one of my favorite songs off the um, project. My next favorite, now in this, at this point, it is in no particular order. It's called Already. Here's a little bit of Already.
1: Already, already, you know it. Top everything, everything, you know it. King already, already, you know it. My body's all got a king body. Honey, gon' shine, bling, bling, body. Find all the shots, ring, bling, body. Down on your head, got a king body. Don't live the king, you a king, you know it. King already, my baby, you know it. Top everything, everything, you know it. King already, already, you know it. Shine already, it's time already. Align already,
0: it's time already. Shine already, it's time already. the Align already, already, it's time already. Listen, a whole bop. A whole bop. A whole bop. A whole inspirational song about telling dudes, you are a king, it's time for you to stand up in your kingness. I'm here for it. And then the last one I like, which, I mean... <laughs> This was a hard one um, between all the rest of them that I like, but definitely because it's a shout out to all the brown skin girls around the world. And I just think it's such a beautiful thing um, that she made a song dedicated to her daughters, but something that they can look back on years from now. And when they're having any doubts about their beautiful, beautiful skin and who they are, they could just play this record. A million times over and realize and remember who they are. So, this one is called Brown Skin Girl and it's actually featuring Blue Ivy uh, Carter. Um, and so, here it is. Brown Skin Girl,
1: skin your sackbone. Best thing in your life. Never changed for anybody else. Brown Skin Girl, skin your sackbone. She says you really grow up boy like me Don't believe in nothing but the almighty Just a lick of jeans and a pure whitey she never do forever be nobody wifey. She yeah. wanna well, I mean, make not pretty, but your is on me. Play it like a villain cause she caught it away. Tonight yeah, yeah, I am walking away. Night of my mind on the ground. Tonight I might fall in love. Depending on how you owe me. I'm glad that I'm coming down. I let no one come control.
0: That's the jam. And I love that song. And I'm just gonna leave it at there. Those are my three. Um, so far, but I just, there's so many songs on there, it's just a whole entire bop, a whole entire bop, so y'all get into it when y'all get a chance, um, so that's my review on that, the album all overall is great um, and then as far as music wise, since we're on music, because I told y'all we doing movies music, we doing it all and, and entertainment drama the other album that has been in my constant, constant, constant rotation, I cannot stop listening to it Um, if you don't know who this young lady is, please get hip because she is everything and everything is she. One, Ari Lennox. She is just, first of all, her chocolate skin is everything. I love so many things about her. I love her little, what some people will say, her voice is annoying. I love it. I love her quirkiness. Um, I love that she wears her natural hair all the time. And before you come for me, I did not send for you. Um, wear whatever you want. Wear your weave. Wear your uh, sew-ins. Wear your wigs. Wear your leave-outs. Wear your natural hair. Wear your face. Wear all of that. But I love how comfortable she is, um, just being herself. Um, when you see her, most times when she's doing interviews, um, playing around on Instagram, she has minimal. To no makeup on when she, of course, when she performs, she does again. Nothing wrong if you're a makeup girl, go girl, go. If you're not, go girl, go. But I love when women are comfortable either way. I love when you stand up. You know, when women we stand up and we own our prowess and we say, "B, if I want to wear makeup every day, I will." But I also love when we don't and we don't feel like we have to too. Do so to fit in, and by her being you know a mainstream artist, there is so much pressure to always have your face caked up in makeup or always look your quote unquote best or be camera quote unquote ready. But she's just so gorgeous, anyway, without any of that. Um, I love that she understands that. Um, and so her album, Shea Butter Baby, she has a few, she signed to J. Cole. And she's been kind of grinding at this thing for a while now. And um, so she has a few EPs out, a few singles. And her previous EPs were really, really good. Um, But this album is her debut for sure, like, studio album. And, um, again, I could listen to this album as well um, all the way through. Um, But if I had to pick a top three songs on the Shea Butter Baby album, the first one I would say would be BMO. So here's a piece of that. Again, I do not own the rights <laughs> to any of this music or any of these songs. So uh, here's BMO.
1: Hey. Oh, hey. Sleeping all day, cheap and rollin', 50, okay, about to lose it. The body's on fire, ooh, love me long till you get tired. Ooh, baby, you got water, you's the real one, I'm inspired
0: that's like my favorite bop on there BMO is the whole bop um I I would say my next favorite one is called new apartment (sighs) I just love how she just keeps shit real like she just basically telling you hoes I got a new place and I can do what the fuck I want because nobody else lives here and I pay all the bills. Um So here's a new apartment. I just got a new apartment. I'm
1: going to leave. Around this beach naked. And nobody, nobody can tell, tell me shit. A hey. girl just bought some rice for decoration. Ain't nobody cooking, nobody baking. Leaving my girls in the shower. And no more missing the hot water. Put my in the sky. Cause nobody here to judge my life. Leave the ditches in the scene.
0: some my and the shit A bop! I love New Apartment. It's just such a great song. Reminds me when I got my first apartment. And the last song, I would say, is really, really, really hard to pick because, uh, again, whole album is a bop. But if I had to pick a third song, it would be "Speak to Me." So here's my jam. <laughs> you
1: recording me wrong? <laughs> hey, hey. Keep me dusty and alone? Feelings psychotic in my own home. But you keep calling me out. I am not the enemy. It's about. I don't want to waste your time. Oh, don't you waste my time i don't wanna waste your time mm, don't you waste my time i don't wanna waste your time hey boy don't you waste my time i don't wanna waste your time why you speak to me why you speak to me listen
0: bop bop and Mobop. so those are the two albums i've been rotating there are other albums out that i've been listening to but these two is like at the top of my list of albums and i'm gonna try not to wear myself out on them but they're so good so when y'all get a chance go ahead and listen to the ari lennox shape or the baby album and the uh lion king the gift because they're both bops um that being said Let's get into this entertainment news. Where the freak do I start? Well, let's start, you know, let's just start with Little Bow Wow. One Little Bow Wow, a.k.a. Shad Moss. Um, Shad Moss, however you pronounce that shit, we don't care. You know why we don't care? Because he's a disrespectful little cunt. Um, in recent news. Uh apparently people are still allowing him to pick up microphones and perform. And during one of his performances, he decided that it would be a lovely idea um, to disrespect Sierra and basically say in a, a song or a lyric or took a moment to say, you know, I had this bitch first. Um, or you know that, right? Like I had this bitch first, you know that, right? <sighs> men or lack thereof let me be very clear about how that never fucking matters if a woman when she has moved on from you and you two are no longer a thing whether she's married or not single whatever the hell is going on leave that lady alone Sierra is not fucking thinking about you sir with your broke ass with all y'all pictures from back in the damn day You are standing on your tippy toes trying to be her height, looking stupid in literally every picture that y'all have taken together um, back in the day. I don't understand what possesses men to continue to speak on women or a woman who they have, in quotation marks, moved on from. Um, And apparently... The reason why they broke up in the first place when they were dating back in the day was because there were rumors that he was cheating, which eh, I don't deny. I mean, he clearly has a Napoleon complex. Uh, lots of short guys do. Um, So get over yourself, sir. That lady has moved on. She is married. And I, I'm convinced that... Um, Sierra has that juju in that juice box because these niggas will not keep her name out their mouth, including her baby daddy future. We all know how problematic he is and how he always got something to say about her, regardless of the fact that he has a million other baby mamas he could talk about. Um, But no, it's always Sierra that he needs to mention because she got that juju. I am convinced she got that juju because every man that she has ever been with and left will not stop talking about her. So, Sierra, girl, whatever you got, keep it bottled up and keep it locked and only share it with Russell. Henceforth, now and forever. Amen, amen. Continue to be blessed. Bow-wow, continue to be stressed. And that is that on that. Stop speaking on women, um, people who you were with. This goes both ways, but since we're in specifically talking about this particular incident, Man, stop speaking on women that are no longer bothered with you, by you, concerned about your life. What is, why do y'all, Ray J, when you made I hit it first, what in the fuck was your point of that? What was your point of that, to tell Kanye I hit it first? Does not matter, but you hit it, you actually didn't though. You hit it before Kanye, you did not hit it first. Let's be very clear about that. You were not the first person to ever tap Kim Kardashian. You just beat Kanye to it. And yes, you did help her career blow up with that video, but you did not hit it first. So technically, whoever did hit it first needs to sue your ass for copyright infringement because you're a troll and you are trash and you are technically a liar. Um, So y'all, those bragging rights or those whatever you think are bragging rights, when you tell somebody that you hit it first, why why is that important? It's not important. You, you didn't marry her. Y'all didn't wind up being together or staying together or whatever the case may be. So let them shits go. Let that hurt go, you bitter ass Betty. Let it go. Bow wow. If you could kindly drink a cup of um window wiper fluid, I'm sure the rest of us would not bet a fucking eye. Sit your short ass down. Moving on. Um in the tabloids, we have one Nicole. Murphy. And if you do not know who Nicole Murphy is, she is the ex-wife of Eddie Murphy and she still carries that last name. So um, Nicole Murphy has been spotted out canoodling with a man which nobody would normally give a fuck about except for he's a married man, uh, still legally at least. We don't know if he's a separated married man. Um, As far as we know, he is still legally married and not only is he legally married, he is married to one Lila Rishan. If Lila Rashan Fuqua, um, the name of this man is Antoine Fuqua, who is a movie director, directed several movies. Google them because I don't care in this moment because we're not talking about his directorial career. We're talking about him being a cheating ass motherfucker. Um, and so the story goes that they were spotted in Italy exchanging a kiss together, and um, you can definitely tell it was a kiss that was not a friendly kiss, despite her saying, and I quote, "Um, they're just family friends. (laughs) Um, She ran into him in Italy, and they exchanged a friendly kiss. Y'all, I do not know if y'all have seen this picture circulating around the internet of the actual kiss. When I tell you I don't kiss my friends that way, I don't kiss my friends like that. They, it's definitely an on-the-mouth kiss. He definitely has no shirt on. She is definitely in comfortable wear. It might be a bathing suit. It looks like it could be um, just like lounge attire, but she has like a duster on, but they are definitely in a lip lock. I don't kiss my friends like that, so I'm super confused. Um, Fuqua and Lila Rashan have been married for 20 years, and they have two beautiful children together. Um, so Nicole was sticking to her story pretty much until today <laughs> when another report came out. Now she has changed her story from we're just family friends or he's a family friend. It was a friendly kiss to I apologize. For kissing him, um, because I was unaware that he was still married, ma'am. It would have served you well to just shut the entire fuck up about the whole situation if you weren't going to tell the truth. Because the picture tells it all. So I don't know what uh, wormhole you thought you was about to wiggle yourself out of, Um, but no, ma'am. You literally, the picture literally tells on you. There's nothing friendly about your kiss. There's nothing friendly about that at all. You guys were definitely in the whole lip lock and it was definitely intimate. So the fact that you tried to backpedal out that mud and retract your statement and now you went from we're just friends to I'm sorry for kissing him because I didn't know he was married. Furthermore, what makes it a, a more terrible situation is that supposedly her and Lila Rashawn have been friends for several years. Uh, Now, here's where it can get a little messy. Um, I like to um, be transparent with y'all and in that transparency, sometimes I use my own situations, um, my own life situations that have actually happened (laughs) to me, um, you know, to to bring a story to um, fruition or to make sense of something or to relate to something. So, in this situation, I can definitely say that I have been, uh, in a situation where, um, I was friends with somebody and, uh, them and their spouse were separated and then their spouse and I got close and, you know, we wound up having a relationship. And when that friend found out, um, how she found out, um, It You know, overall, without going into all the details, it was a mess. And um, in hindsight, would I ever do it again? I wouldn't. Um, Absolutely not. And I was younger, um, definitely much, much younger. It was many, many years ago. Um, Definitely over 10 or at 10 or something like that. So it was definitely many years ago. And in hindsight, I don't think... um, You know, experience is a good teacher. So that being said, in this situation, I've seen a lot of people drag, you know, her and, you know, talk about her. And where our situation differs, again, is she is claiming to not know that he was married. I for sure knew that these two were separated. But what made it not okay was that it was a friend. And um in those situations, lady, I can ladies, I can say from experience, I don't care what kind of connection you have or you think you have or what attraction you may have. I think in the long run, it's probably not a good idea. In the long run, I would definitely say if I had to do it all over again, I would. Um, but you know, we're Past that now, um, and I have to <laughs> uh, live with those consequences. Definitely learn and move from that situation. Um, you know, talk to that person. Of course, she you know didn't forgive me. She chose not to, and I don't blame her. You know, again, me being older, wiser, smarter, a different person. All I know is I made amends with it. I made amends with myself, and um, you know, I you know, in that situation. I couldn't say what I would have done either, Um, but I will say it's probably never a good look to do that, especially when you call somebody your friend, no matter the situation. If you find yourself in a situation where you're feeling attracted or you're liking or you're feeling some sparks between somebody who is with a friend or somebody you consider a friend denounce all those feelings (laughs) like do your due diligence to just not like that person and and deal with those emotions and move on and be with somebody not only that's available but that that is not that close to home like that creates so much unnecessary drama um that you can really avoid if you just check your feelings and, um, understand that that's probably not an ideal situation, especially if you care about that person, in which I did. So, um, in hindsight, you know, Nicole, whether you knew that man was married or not, and because I can speak on this from experience, it's definitely not a good look. Y'all definitely look bad out here and, um, y'all gonna have to deal with the consequences of whatever, whatever that's going to, happen from this situation. Um, I do know that since Leela Rashan has disabled her social media, I don't know about Nicole or um, Aswan if their social media is up and they have disabled comments, I think. Um, That being said, I hope that whatever the end result of this is, that is amicable for all parties involved. But I think the worst part of this story was really, really, Honestly, is the I, the reason for this podcast happening because I really again was not about to re-record. But some of y'all are so trash. And this world is the world is ghetto. Earth is ghetto, and I hate to hear And that's just that. But I knew when I tell y'all, I knew before it even happened, because when I recorded yesterday, the episode that never made it to air, because I had to re-record, the first thing I said was, watch terrible-ass humans go pull up old pictures of Leela Rashad because Leela Rashad was known for being a bombshell. Um, What Hollywood or people would consider having a bombshell body or the perfect body or a Hollywood body. Um, She played a lot of um, sex symbol figures. In the movies that she was in, she had that look that um, Hollywood, L.A., um, people who are casting are looking for. And now she looks much, much different from that. She has picked up some weight. Um, She does have two children. And she hasn't really been in many things uh, since, you know, her reign in the 90s. That's kind of where she really had her, um, her, her, um, success, most of her success, a lot of her movies are 90s movies. She was in Boomerang. She was in um, Harlem Nights. She was in Waiting to Exhale. She has a a lovely resume, but what I knew was that trolls of the internet were going to take old pictures of her, compare them to new pictures of her, and somehow blame her for the reason why her husband is a fucking cheater. At the end of the day, cheating is a choice. I, where is the black man don't cheat tribe? Ah, Where of the tribe? Where are you, black man don't cheat tribe? Because here is a black man. Here he is cheating because he is still legally married, as far as we are knowing, as far as we concern. This man is still married. He is cheating publicly on his wife. So, black man don't cheat tribe. Where in the entire hell are you? Because. Um, No, there's some cheating going on. I really hate that society. And when I say society, I'm really talking about men. Y'all love is so conditional. It's hilarious. Y'all literally want somebody to love y'all through male pattern baldness, through uh, receding hairlines, which is two different things to me. I don't care what you're talking about. Through pot bellies, beer bellies, through erectile dysfunction. And you want somebody to still be praised, singing your praises and being the same devoted wife. And 20 times out of 20, guess what? We still do it because we love you. And we didn't necessarily marry you for the outer things. And unfortunately, too many times men have this unconditional ass, I'm sorry, conditional standard for their women. They meet women in a certain body. And I totally get it. When you marry somebody, when you're dating somebody, a lot of that is because of your attraction to them. However, where that changes is when you take vows, when you get married, and if you say the traditional sickness and the health to death do us part, if you do not also mean if you gain weight, if you lose weight, you need to add that clause into your vows. If you know the moment your spouse gains weight, gets a wrinkle, gets any gray hair, any of that, that you're going to be disgusted or turned off or you're going to feel like that's a reason for you to cheat. First of all, y'all would cheat if she didn't put uh, enough Brussels sprouts on your plate. If Y'all would cheat if she forgot to leave the remote where you could reach it. So y'all find any reason to cheat. But the fact that there are people, and I keep seeing post after post after post, I saw one in this group I'm in that said, some shit, like, and posted that picture, of course, of her, like, then and now picture, um, if your spouse let themselves deteriorate, does that give you a pass to cheat? First of fucking all, why do y'all equate gaining weight with deterioration? Like, she's a fucking piece of fruit that been sitting out on the counter. Gaining weight does not equal deteriorating. If she is still in healthy stance, if she still is able to Function If she doesn't have major health issues Because of her weight Shut your ass up Man y'all literally go through the same shit Women do but y'all are so hard on us When it comes to gaining weight When it comes to us not looking exactly how we look when you met us in high school, y'all think we are y'all property, and that is the problem. Y'all marry conditionally not understanding how gravity and life works and that eventually titties will sag and that stomachs won't be tight, especially if I had your raggedy-ass babies. Like, what in the entire hell don't y'all understand about that? Y'all can't push out babies, so what's your excuse for your beer belly? What's your excuse for your faltering health and your weight? What's your excuse for all of that shit? You want us to stick by your side, but the moment we don't meet your beauty standards, it's a whole problem. Stop getting married if you literally don't mean better worse. Sickness, health. You gain weight. I know that might happen. I'm still going to love you and be by your side and not use that as a bitch-ass excuse to cheat. Weight gain is not an excuse to cheat. Like, fuck out of here with that. I wish That the world was not so shallow, and so superficial, and that post went on to say Nicole Murphy is fine. That's period. Oh, she also crazy as hell too. Asked Michael Strahan, whom dated her briefly because she thought he was cheating on her, and so I think she met him at a hotel room or something and tried to basically like kick his damn door down because she thought or assumed he was in there with a woman. And to be fair, I don't even think they were an item. They were just dating. And so that being said, stay your ass single. Stay your ass single if you don't understand that that life changes, things happen, people get older, people get gray hair, people lose hair. Um, nobody's here to be your perfect little Barbie. So fuck you and all the men who agree with the fact that Mike uh, Antoine Fuqua, which if you see a picture of him, he is not the epitome of fun. He's a regular-ass, average-ass dude. He all aight looking. Um, And for him to get a pass because she gained weight, like, y'all are really trash. Meanwhile, y'all mama look just like Leela Rashawn, current state. And she's a beautiful woman. And she still looks good with the weight. She just don't look like she did when she was a fucking baby. And y'all got to understand, that's not always going to be the case. Some people are, I don't know what you want to call it, fortunate. Uh, I don't want to call it fortunate. It is what it is. But some people maintain their metabolisms they maintain their weight or they gain, to lose the weight if they gain the weight whatever and some people don't get over it if you're not the type of person that can accept people as they are who they are and if they gain weight if you know that weight gain is gonna be issue issue for you you might as well not date nobody but your motherfucking self and then you can regulate your weight because you can't be in control of somebody else's body and people are always Likely to gain a pound or two or 10 or whatever it is, and if you think that's a deal breaker, then don't be with nobody because that's going to happen with anybody you be with, and that's just that it has the potential to happen. Let me say that. Um, so all you trashy men who think that Antoine gets a pass because Leela gained weight, um, all of you all can also join Bow Wow and drinking a glass of um. Y'all can actually drink lighter fluid. We'll let him drink the window washer fluid. Y'all can graduate to lighter fluid and then leave us, the rest of us alone and let us flourish um, and fly high. So there's that. Um, And here's somebody you guys probably haven't heard about in a while, heard his name in a while, um, heard anything about anything he's doing in a while. One young droll, Mr. Boss Right to Left and Let Your Shoulder Lean. Um... Yeah, he's in the news because him and his current girlfriend uh, got into an altercation and they thought what they should do is throw delicious soul food, specifically banana pudding at each other. And guess what? The police get called for a domestic disturbance. Here's where it gets funnier. When the police arrive, first of all, for those of you who don't know, anytime the police is called for a domestic disturbance, they legally have to take somebody. Somebody has to go. So somebody has to be getting that police car and go down to uh, the precinct and be detained. And, you know, eventually, once they assess the situation, even if they get there and everything is still cool, they still have to take somebody because it was called in, a DV or domestic violence was called in. Once the police arrived, the girlfriend adamantly said that she didn't want to press charges, and they still took him anyway because, again, somebody has to go. When they took him in, they discovered that he owes uh, somewhere to the tune of $47,000 in back child support. And if he wants to see the light of day, he has to pay bare minimum 10000 of that to get out. Um, Young draw goes on to profess that that is a clerical error and that he's all paid up and that they need to fix that error. And he's currently working on getting that error fixed. However, we don't have any proof of that. So I'm just going to assume... In this case, guilty until proven innocent. And um the only thing I can say about that is if you're gonna get in an argument, you wanna fight with your homegirl, your, your girlfriend, whatever, let's not disrespect banana pudding. Okay? Banana pudding is a delicacy. Um sidebar, y'all people, weird ass people who like banana pudding without bananas, eat some jello pudding, eat the nasty ass vanilla pudding out the package. Don't even cook it. Don't even make the pudding. Just eat it the dry powder with a spoon. But it, banana, the key ingredient is banana. How are you asking for banana pudding with no bananas? You are a psychotic and you're a sociopath and you probably need to seek help, okay? The banana, but literally the first word is banana. You, young girl and your woman, you're disrespectful for using uh, one of life's greatest inventions as a weapon um you could have threw literally anything else cotton balls bobby pins i I could go on and on but banana pudding is not the bop you shouldn't have did it and so whatever treatment you got whatever fees you have to pay you deserve and maybe next time you won't waste um such delicacies on arguments and that nature um so that's that, y'all. And it's so much other entertainment news. I really couldn't keep up. Um, y'all something else. So thank you, my um, unicorn helpers. Um, <laughs> because literally things fell in my lap. Y'all were sending me stuff, tagging me and stuff. And I'm very grateful um, that y'all made it a little easy for me this week. And that being said, um, we're going to go ahead and mosey right along to Tiffany's Two Cents. And so... Um, I did address a little bit earlier um, that I would double back and talk a little bit more about why um, I'm moving, and part of that is because I have realized that um, the area I live in it's a bit pricey. Um, again, I love it. Um, obviously, anytime you hear somebody say the view, you should know that their rent is probably a lot. And that being said. Um, there are dreams and goals that I have that I have to invest in and I am my own investor. Um, that being said, it has really been testing my character really been testing my faith and really in essence testing. If I believe in myself the way I say I do, right? Do you believe in yourself the way you say you do? And if you do, belief is an action word you have to exercise that word so you can say all day oh yeah i know i'm a writer i'm gonna be a writer or i know i'm this i'm gonna be this or i know i'm that i'm gonna be that but what cost at what cost what are you willing to do to fund your dreams to make sure that they come to fruition to start taking those steps in the right direction whether it be financially spiritually emotionally physically whatever your passion is especially a passion that you're trying to turn into a career, what steps have you taken this year or what steps are you taking to ensure that your passion becomes your provision, your passion becoming your provision? If that is what you want, and I'm really speaking to myself, I have had to make some huge decisions in the past couple of weeks um, that really take me out of my comfort zone. I'm definitely downsizing. I'm moving from a high rise to a house. Um, potential roommate situation, like my whole setup is changing. But in that regard, I'm also going to be able to save money and put money toward finishing my EP and doing the things that I need to do that is going to ensure that I'm able to market myself properly as a writer, that I have links for people to listen to and share and give to people. So when people hit me up or walk up to me or hear about me and they say, oh, I heard you write, or oh, yeah, I heard you're a writer, I can have an actual resume to give to them. And if anybody of my friends or people who are not, whatever your passion is, whatever that thing is you're going after, when it comes to my passion or what I'm trying to do or what I'm trying to have my passion be my provision, the music industry is expensive. Writing, um, recording is expensive. And if you don't have a label, especially in my case, it's a little unique. Again, because I'm the writer, so I'm putting out a project as a writer, which most people do not do. Most writers try to sell their songs to artists and have their artists put the songs out. However, sometimes, as they say, you have to spend money to make money. And in this case, money is metaphoric um, because I have to spend money to make a vocal or a musical, a written resume. Right, in order to attract the people that I want to perform my songs, the people that I want to write for, the people that I want to work with, so that takes money, it takes effort. And so, that being said, I am making lots of uncomfortable sacrifices. Um, as they say, greater later, right? So, right now, I might be feeling away and shedding tiny tears (laughs) about leaving my lovely apartment and downsizing and, um, you know, moving into unfamiliar territory, um, but I know that in the long run, it's going to benefit me more. I'm going to be so much pro- more proud of myself that I finished this project, that I now have something to pass on to people, that I can now push and pedal myself as a writer and have the the material to back it up. So I say that to you guys to say, if you are feeling stagnant, you're in a place in which you don't know if the sacrifices you are making, or if you should make certain sacrifices, ask yourself simple questions. And one of those questions is, are you happy? Are you currently happy with where you are right now? Are you currently happy with the state of things in your life? If you're just happy but you know that you have a passion project or you know that you're not doing what you feel like you want to do with your life, the thing that you would do, wake up and do every day forever, even if you never got paid for it, are you happy or are you just content? Are you just comfortable? And most times, y'all, nothing ever came from comfort. Nothing nothing lasting and nothing um, that you can be proud of and nothing life-changing ever came in the state of comfort. So if you are just getting by, if you're just doing okay, if you're doing the bare minimum like me, you find yourself, you're literally just paying your bills, going to work to survive, to feed yourself. I do take, you know, the occasional trip, but when I come back from that trip, I'm right back where I was living day to day, not happy working a job that I'm not invested in, being somewhere that is not where I want to be when I know deep down that my passion is writing and that I want to be out here working with the big names, working with the stars, getting my writer's credits up, getting my royalties, all that. So if you feel like, if you know that you're not living a life, if you know you're not operating in your potential, if you know that you have been stagnant or trying to figure out what's your next move. I'm telling you, I'm literally living it right now, watching myself make all these sacrifices that really are very difficult, really has been a hard time processing that um, things are about to change drastically for me. But in that change, they're also about to change financially. Again, I'm also about to have, you know, things freed up to where I can focus on the thing that I feel like potentially is going to take me to the heights in which I feel like I deserve. I don't ever want to find myself in a position where I'm asking myself all the time, if other people can follow their dreams, less talented people, um, less people who don't even put in a quarter of the effort that I do, and they're out here literally living the grandest life that they can, why can't I have that too? That's a question you need to ask yourself. Why don't I feel like I deserve to have good things or nice things or I deserve to live the life that I see my counterparts living? And I'm, and that's not to compare yourself to anybody. Let's be very clear. This is not about comparing. This is about contrasting your life. Putting yourself in a position to work and do and be wherever it is that you want to be, whatever career path that you want to take, whatever that thing is that's been burning a hole in your soul that you know you should have been walked down that road or been took that challenge or been moved out the state or been applied for that job or been, you know what I'm saying? I will say this, it's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. I feel like I'm late in the game. I feel like I'm behind the curb, but I also feel like this is my destiny. And so the only way that I'm going to be successful, the only way that you're going to be successful, and it is in what it is that you feel like you should be doing with your life, where you feel like you should be at with your life is to take that step, take that leap, make that sacrifice, make that phone call, um, Stop those spending habits, cut here and there, like cut where you can, Uh, make adjustments where you can, do that research, read that book, Um, Google that information, do what it is that you need to do. Write that thing down, journal that thing, make your sticky notes, like whatever it is that you need to do to get yourself out of the whole home slump, to get yourself out of I'm just getting by, I'm just surviving, my bills are paid, I'm happy for the short life that we will be living the short time that we will be on this earth do you really want your whole legacy to be i paid my bills i'm happy (laughs) do you want your whole legacy to be i was able to feed myself i'm happy no you want to leave this earth fulfilled. You want to leave your footprints. You want to leave your name in the sand, whether that's for your children. If you have children, um, you want to leave them a legacy or not. Maybe you don't like myself. You're not married like currently like myself and you want to leave money, I don't know, to a foundation or you want to start a nonprofit or you want to leave a piece of your art with the world, whatever it may be. and Whatever you feel like, you do the best. And if you want that Thing to be the thing that you do for the rest of your life and the thing that you do um, as a provision, like that, that can provide provision. Can you imagine, just imagine this, and I'll leave you guys with this. Imagine waking up every day, getting paid, literally to do the thing that you love. You do it now anyway. So imagine taking all that energy, harnessing all that energy, all that wasted energy, um, the, the time you've been sitting around not doing it, putting it into your passion and then being able to wake up every day and do it and get paid for it and live your best life. So I love y'all. I thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Leave me messages and I'll talk to y'all in a couple of weeks.